Kate, Mary! You binge watch your average Netflix show and you just want to talk to someone about it. We need to talk to someone we about it. We need to Bluey. talk to someone about it. Welcome back to Gotta Be Done, Bluey podcast with Mary Bolling, Kate McMahon, and this week we have a first, a very special guest. Hi, Gareth Olver from the Celtic Punkcast. Hey, guys. How are you going? Hey, so good, Gareth. Thanks nice for to joining have us. you in the wagon, I guess. <laughs> oh, look, it's it's my my pleasure. I'm, I, as you guys know, I'm a massive, massive Bluey fan, so... Any chance I get to talk about it, I'm stoked. Gareth, we first connected over Twitter because of a mutual love of all things Bluey, but um, tell us a little bit about how you got into the show and what your favourite episode is. Well, I've got uh, two young kids. So my youngest daughter turned three yesterday. Happy birthday. She got Bluey and Bingo and uh, one of the books. (laughs) You are a, a... King, how did you find a bingo plushie? They are so hard to come by at the moment. Do you know what? I walked into our local Target and there was just some sitting there. No. Did you get them all? Was it just like, (laughs) go, go, go? (laughs) Sell those things on eBay for a fortune at the moment. I did see one of the posts that Bluey put up on their Facebook page and people are desperate for the bingos and I'm sort of kicking myself I didn't. (laughs) I could almost retire, I think, if I um, It's like the black market, but the bluey market, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's, it's a real thing now. <laughs> Cryptocurrency, paying in bingos, yeah. So, um, yeah, so like I said, I've got, I've got uh, my eldest daughter's five um, and my youngest just turned three. And they're, um, obviously, um, ABC Kids is massive in our house. And when we saw Bluey was coming on, we, we, um, we gave it a crack and we were instantly hooked. It was just such a great show. As for my favourite episode, man... It'd probably be easier to tell you the ones I don't like, to be honest. <laughs> well, we've done that, and it's controversial always. So, <laughs> so if you want to wade into those terrifying waters, you know what? I'm, I'm. I think I've talked to you guys about this on Twitter and Instagram. I'm with you on asparagus. Oh, okay, yes. right. Not a fan at all. Not a fan of yeah. asparagus, and I wasn't big on kids either. Oh, interesting. See, I don't mind kids. We, we, we love camping. We love uh, bumpy. Uh, we love. Uh, bike, we love markets, um, and of course, fairies. Yeah, yeah, well, this is why we've got you on board for, for chatting about um, the episode fairies today. Um, because we figured that not only is there a rocking Celtic inspired soundtrack on this episode, but I just wanted to have another person to confirm with me that I'm not the only one that's just sitting there going, WTF. For the whole episode. <laughs> I still have. I've watched this episode so many times and I still can't work out how it's all happening, who's making it happen, what's going on. Dad, your tail. Huh? What? It's been braided. So's yours. Ah! Mine too. Ah! You know what this means? What? We've, We've got, got fairies. <gasps> what's going on? Hang on, hang on. I mean, spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen the episode. <laughs> but we know how it's all happening. Oh, we've heard of these spoiler alert things you're meant to give. <laughs> we we, we but, see the fairy at the end. Well, yeah, we that is true. But are they doing the whole thing? Because, I mean, right from the word go, is it fairies? Or do you think there's influence from mum and dad and maybe bingo and bluey along the way i i re-watched this episode again um the other day often often 
our um, evening routine is we watch Bluey on iView. There is no way that Bingo and Bluey could have done some of the stuff in the house that the fairies have done. I mean, there is... I don't know if you guys noticed, but above the doorway into the healer's household, there's... Oh, with the koalas and stuff all over the walls and thongs and... <laughs> yes, yes. Up on up on Bandit's archaeological dig that he's, that he's unearthed, which is above the door, there's stuff up there and there is no chance that Bluey or Bingo could have reached that. I wouldn't be able to reach that. And I'm a, I'm a big tall dude. That is a really good point because we are getting ahead of ourselves. This episode starts with another almost implausible thing in that Bingo wants Dad's attention, and he's not giving her his full attention. Dad, come with me. Okay, hang on, kid. Come I'm on. just going to type this work yeah. email. Come on, Dad. Bingo, let go, mate. Yeah, hey, look, I'll just explain you it. What you need come to give on. me is... Bingo, let go. Sorry, sorry, you need to give me four, not five. Which is, to be honest, the thing I'm still getting over with this episode is Bandit actually not the perfect dad we've always thought he was. He does take a work call when his kids are trying to talk to him. <laughs> Do you know what? It would actually be good if Bandit wasn't the perfect dad because he sets the bar for the rest of us so high. <laughs> so true. Oh, hello. <laughs> oh, Cass heard there was like extra... Extra excitement with the podcast, so he's just emerged. Oh, <laughs> today, Caspi. And yeah, sorry, he's probably here to set the record straight that Gareth is not actually our first co-host of this podcast in any way. He's been here all along. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true, actually. Sorry, Caspi. How could I forget our honorary third uh, host? <laughs> So, no, that maybe that is a pressure-off moment for all the parents watching at home who... Um, have ignored their children on occasions. At least it's a work call. Like I'm, I'm equally likely to ignore the kids on uh, less pressing business. Let's be honest. <laughs> oh, so many times I lock myself in the bedroom because I just don't want to have to listen to them for a second longer. Let alone work calls or anything in the background. Like just, yep. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes well, it needs to happen. Bandit is dad goals. I mean, if if you were going to show someone who's about to become a father. <laughs> A good way to be a dad. You'd look at Bandit and say, that's the gold standard. If you can get anywhere near that, you were doing a fantastic job. Is it putting a lot of pressure on dads, do you think, Gareth, with with Bandit's high standards? Uh, Look, as long as us regular guys aren't necessarily going to be put up to the the high standard that is Bandit Healer, I think we'll be okay. But... uh, I think for for a lot of dads, uh, there are lessons to be learned from watching a show like Bluey and and just seeing how involved Bandit is with the kids. Because it's I know that for me, I, I didn't have that as a kid growing up, and so it's 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 probably good for a lot of dads to to get in and just watch it. Think you know, it, it's great to be doing stuff with kids, especially at this young age when you know I know in ten years' time, my girls probably want want to hang out with me. So we make the most of it while we can. <laughs> And then think of all the uninterrupted Bluey episodes we'll be able to watch by that stage. <laughs> oh, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> oh, I'm longing for the day. The takeaway for me from fairies is that sometimes you have to go to great lengths and maximum embarrassment to apologise to people properly. And we really do see, um, you know, Bandit paying for this work call right from the word go. The whole house is not only thrown into chaos, but the whole day as well, pretty much. But another mystery um, that I want to ask about, 
where is the basement? Where has this basement come from? <laughs> All of a sudden they're in the basement trying to, like, hiding from the fairies. This is the first time I think we've ever even heard that they've got a basement at the Healer House. I, I just thought it was a shed. I thought they've gone into the shed because bandits use the cricket bat, as my, my eldest daughter says, to knock over junk. Yeah. <laughs> He's got the turps. And, Definitely. Uh, yeah, and the crab pots. Like, I feel like that is a shed place. Um, yeah, yeah, no, that, they, they go to the garden shed, but then they, sorry, they assemble they in the basement first and then, like, stickers and stuff go on Bluey's back and she gets a Oh, yeah. And then they go out to the garden shed to get the crab pot. So, like, there's whole other zones of this house that we still <laughs> haven't seen. It's so mysterious. Like, really, the layout of the house does suggest that the fairies are real because they're, <laughs> They're the ones just constantly moving the goalposts, <laughs> the walls. The, yeah. oh, we've, we've seen the garage before. We saw it in Bob Bilby. Yeah, but then sometimes it seems like it disappears because you can't see maybe, it anymore. So yeah. Hillis House is like one of those tents from Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. I feel like the script is trying to tell us who the fairy is because you do get that almost um, like kind of Cluedo moment where – the only one not accounted for is Bingo yeah. when they're all all the families huddled in the pantry. pantry. Which, yeah. I don't know. They must be up to their like fourth or fifth hiding place by this stage. But they send Bingo out. Everyone else is in there, and that's when the majority of the chaos is created. So, so do you think that's meant to imply it was Bingo all along, or is it the rest of the family setting Bingo up? to sort of get the last of the ferrying over the line? Or is she just in cahoots with the fairies? Well, maybe, maybe. um, What film do you guys think of when you watch this? Is there anything that springs to mind? Uh, It might be only my weird brain that goes there, but when I'm lying awake at night and my brain is just ticking over, it always goes to, and what was going on in Donnie Darko? (laughs) (laughs) Which I still haven't worked out. I Googled it again before we recorded this just to make sure I wasn't missing some key plot point. But, no, I've got no idea what happens in that film. And this is at that level, I think, of um, unresolved questions. I I think there's one thing that children's TV was missing. It is a kid's version of Donnie Darko. Yeah. I'm glad the fairies aren't the same as the rabbit. I can't remember what his name is, but um, the fairies look a lot friendlier at least, which is really nice um, when we do finally see a fairy. Um, but, yeah, there there are there are overtones of horror and who's not accounted for and that makes them the killer and that kind of thing. Yeah, that's yeah. very true actually, Mary. And actually the more we think about this, the more kind of, Weird and sinister, it's all becoming <laughs> much like Donnie Darko. Although a great soundtrack, again, like Donnie well, Darko. Well, so. similarly a great soundtrack because um, it's probably the only thing saving this from the R uh, rating for horror is the <laughs> lilting Irish pipes. So, um, yeah, what what do you make of the soundtrack, Gareth? I, I loved it. It's I, I mean, for, as, as you guys probably could have guessed for someone who host a show called the Celtic Punk Cast and <laughs> who does have a tin whistle of my own. I do bust out occasionally, much to my wife's disgust. You bring uh, that tin whistle, Gareth. You make that happen. 
<laughs> uh, look, I'm very good at playing happy birthday and hot cross buns. That's about it. Um, I, I love the soundtrack and um, I, I've been trying and trying to figure out what the song at the end is that Bandit, you know, dances around Letterboxd to. And I just, I don't know if it's an original composition. I'm not sure where, if it's a, a trad song they've dug up from somewhere. I thought for a while it might have been a song called Swallowtail Jig, but it's definitely not. Uh, yeah, I loved it. I loved the music in this one. I mean, the music in just about every episode of Bluey is, is usually pretty on point. Yeah. Joff, yeah. you bow down to your genius. I did tweet him after this episode. I think I tweeted Joff after this episode and just to, to say, look, the music was fantastic in, in this one. Um, and you guys might know more about the composition of the music because you, you've got the in with Ludo. And... I haven't. I, I'm trying <laughs> to they don't tell us their much. secrets. They, they want to hear our crazy theories and laugh at them. I think that's we've worked out that's <laughs> yeah. what the dynamic is. So said, we're not I'm getting anything not from them. too much because he's so busy um, scoring all the episodes apparently for season two at the moment. And I'm oh, really worried funny. that if I lean on him too hard, it might interrupt whatever musical genius is flowing through his <laughs> hands and mind. So, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. That's a big yeah. responsibility. Don't do that. It really is. No, no. We need to leave the man well enough alone. So I think yeah, they're going to have to put up with our wild theories a little longer. Um, how did you get into the Celtic tunes, Gareth? Most people have probably heard of the Dropkick Murphys or have heard them without actually realising it. They, they had uh, one of their songs was the intro for the AFL's Friday Night Footy for a few years, for example. Yeah, I get, yes, Shipping um, Up to Boston. Is that Am I on the right track there? AFL used Shipping Up to Boston in one of their ads and they also used The Boys Are Back uh, oh, for their yes. Friday Night yeah. Footy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and people may have heard of the Pogues. Oh, uh-huh. the- Surely, um, especially at this time of year, it's almost impossible not to have heard of the Pogues. They're fairy tale in New York fairy getting run around. New York is everywhere. Because as well as the music, the plot even goes to a bit of Celtic heritage, I suppose, um, when Bandit does his Lord of the Dance. But it's what do you guys think? Because Lord of the Dance had its moment so long ago well was oh, it 90s it was 90s so yeah. yeah so oh i feel like there might even be parents who missed that kind of um what was that what was Michael it when lord Slatley. of the dance was, was popular Michael, yeah river Flatly river dance oh my yeah. god it was amazing yeah so the kids have got no idea what bandit's doing but it does look hilarious but i reckon there'd even be parents watching who are like what what is he Pogoing, like is this your well, I guess if you didn't know what river dance was, you wouldn't know what a pogo was. But <laughs> if, if there's kids who watch the Wiggles, though, they, they would know because oh, well, that's a, lot of a good point. Coming. Actually, <laughs> the talking about gateways to various bands, um, this might mean something to both of you. Actually, the I noticed on the Port Fairy Folky lineup, which is a big music festival in Victoria. The East yep. Pointers are playing it. Does, oh, does that band yes. ring any bells for you guys? No, yes. none for me. Kate, uh, I saw uh, them on the Wiggles. Get across it. I saw them on the Wiggles as well and was seeing that episode quite frequently to the extent that my husband started saying, why are we watching this one again? 
And it may have been because the fiddle player is quite handsome in the East Point. Oh, I do know what <laughs> but, the oh, handsome they fiddle are, player, yes. But there you go. But they are a cracker band as well. So, um, are they from America yeah, or Canada or something? Canada. So um, I, I also do the Celtic Punkcast on bluesandrootsradio.com. Mm-hmm. And the East Point is a massive in Canada. They're huge. Yeah, they like it. They're kind of original songs, but um, super energetic fiddle and yeah, yeah just uh, the, the mashup of everything. And the Wiggles love them, so I guess yeah, they're getting yeah. they're getting fans from the ground up. <laughs> and Anthony and Lockie have their own Celtic music uh, spin-off band as well. Oh. Because they do love to wear a kilt. Is this band just an excuse to wear a kilt outside of the Wiggles? Do you think that's what's going on here? I think Lockie was wearing it like a, a tartan suit, the photos I've seen. Oh. No. Well, <laughs> that's uh, always did a good Lockie look. take up Irish dancing once he joined the Wiggles, like with Emma? Yep. I think she yep. had him in competitions and stuff. And Anthony is a fantastic piper. And he played yeah. bagpipes at their... Um, wedding, I think, too, between Emma oh, and he cursed um, it. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's okay. They've both found love with other people now, so that's fine. Great. Well, more weddings to play pipe. More weddings Great. to get bagpipe <laughs> curses at. Um, speaking of curses, um, it was interesting how Bandit um, has had a bit of character progression and didn't really hesitate in making a fool of himself in front of the neighbourhood um, to lift the curse for poor Bingo. Oh, man, there's people everywhere. Nice roller skates, Bandit. <laughs> this isn't about you. You have to break the fairy spell. Well, what do you think, Gareth? Have you ever had that embarrassed dad feeling or do you think Bandit puts it on a bit? Uh, no, definitely. Um, I... I um I could really empathise with Bandit during the Pirates episode when he, he's making all the whale noises and, and carrying uh-huh. off like a like a fool and and then the the other the the, the tough dog dad <laughs> sort of rolls in in the background and I, I just thought Bandit I'm with you here, man I'm <laughs> I'm fully on board with what's going on but you you have to push through it because you know the kid the kids don't care the kids are happy mm. if that's being silly. We, where, where I live, we don't really have neighbours, so I wouldn't really have to go out and dance around the letterbox. In fact, the letterbox is <laughs> half a cab the road. Um, but, look, if, if one of my kids was going to be stuck with fingers up their nose for the rest of their life, absolutely. I'd be out there <laughs> Small price to <laughs> Did I even see that um, you may have had your own uh, fairy ring in the backyard at your, uh, at your place, Gareth? Um, yeah, I'm actually looking at it right now. It's still there. Hey, how did that come so was that, so, so who built that one? Was it the fairies? Uh, that was a, a, a six-foot-one fairy named Gareth. Who oh, that. Right, great. Um, and and the, the kids took great delight in, in chucking twigs or whatever in there um, that I would have to go and fetch out, but then I'd have to obviously start dancing because once you're in the fairy ring, you can't stop dancing until you get out, as we saw. <laughs> And in this episode of Bluey, so yeah, that's that's still there the um, the fairy ring. And, and you still have to dance every time you get stuck in there, or can you get bounced out like a bowling ball? I, I, if the kids are outside, yes, I do. Even if I'm going to get wood from the shed, I still have to dance through the fairy ring. 
and, and get them to pull me out of the free ring and um, I can go and get wood for the fire or whatever. So, yeah, oh, I, I, should re- I, I should repost the picture. Of, I think I put a video of one of my girls up on um, Twitter and Instagram dancing from around the fairy ring. <laughs> that sounds can great. Tag us in that and we'll, we'll um, share it with the Bluey Pod listeners out there. I'll get it. Bluey, stop. If you step inside, you dance and dance until you drop. Oh, no. Now, there was an interesting fan theory about um, this episode, Mare, that came through um, recently, and that was that um, Wendy, snooty Wendy, is flirting with Lucky's dad in the middle of the street. (laughs) Well, look, and we're going to delve into the... This is a big fan theory. There's a lot more to it. We're going to delve into it in future episodes because there's a lot of crossover with butterflies. Um, yes. But, yes, there, there was one particular screenshot of sort of side-eyes Wendy looking at a kind of um, perplexed Lucky's dad. And it's funny because, you know, if if you're shooting Neighbours, like we're in Neighbours territory here, aren't we, where yeah. everyone's out of their house, gathering at the end of the cul-de-sac. And Playing the characters too, very strong. Yeah, yes. And the characters who aren't in the foreground, kind of just on Neighbours, would be milling in the back, not doing much. But every frame is animated for a reason in mm. Bluey. So, yeah, I think it's the start of something horrifying for Lucky's dad because <laughs> he doesn't look like he's into it at all. And, and, and is he, is Lucky's dad an unlikely first trap? Well, maybe for Wendy, yeah. But but then what about is it was it Janelle that we heard about in Oh Chanel. Um, Chanel. Chanel. Yeah. Chanel so and Sean. Chanel. Sean. So back. Yeah, so Sean's back, but maybe Chanel's out if Wendy gets her way. So oh this could get very convoluted in days of our lives, I feel well, or even just neighbours. I'm guessing Wendy is a single parent. Um yeah, maybe there is a little bit. Of, we, and we haven't seen Chanel. Chanel could yeah, be the so. old nana, neighbour, a couple of doors down. So it, Yeah, well, it could have been it could have been Lucky's dad's own pet emu that he was telling. So <laughs> this really could go anywhere. Lucky's dad, I think, is the most sympathetic character in the whole show. Oh, poor Lucky's Absolutely. dad. He's just so unfortunate. You kind of love him, but also you'd never go there just because, like, he seems to have every <laughs> well, disaster <laughs> happen to him. He, he, does, he does a hammy playing keepy-uppy. He, yeah, exactly. he gets, gets attacked by... by fake lions when he's just trying to put the washing yeah. out. I, I would have called the cops if I was like his dad. If I'm getting attacked that regularly by the neighbours, I would have the police on the phone. Right, let's do this. Yeah! Go! Woo! I am the lord of the dance! Bandit having to face his fears and do the dance around the letterbox. Um, I really like how it's not just, you know, a few cheers for Bandit and Bingo being rescued, but by the end of this episode, everyone is dancing, which, yeah, I guess, you know, is testament to the fact that if you do the right thing, everyone else will get on board. I, I just love that um, anytime I've ever seen, like, Celtic music 
come on when people are, I don't know, in the right mood. It's like no matter how skilled you are, everyone all of a sudden thinks that they're Michael Flatley and <laughs> yeah. like just starts like high kicks ahoy by the side and feet just shuffling around madly and somehow it's everyone's in river dance. That's great. That's so true. Yeah, I've um, seen I've been to a few gigs where I've definitely seen that. And especially people who've got one or two drinks under their belt. Yep. Then they're away. Yep. Yeah, oh, that's life affirming. What a day. Fairies got what they wanted. Me too. So the end of the episode, we actually um, see Bingo returning to her domino heart, which has been magically put back in place. And then, spoiler alert, we see a fairy. And it's a tiny little dog. (laughs) Now, surely this tiny little dog could not have been causing that level of mayhem. I mean, it can barely lift a domino. <laughs> you 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 you're discounting fairy magic. <laughs> that is true. I am discounting fairy magic. I mean that's I mean that's that's what they're known for. Fairies are, are, are magical folk. Actually, you know you know the old the old saying about knocking on wood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is that, that is you meant to. If you knock on wood, you knock up, so that you can get the the fairies and the, and the wood sprites will come out of the wood and you can catch them, and the fairy magic will give you good luck. Ah. I did not know that. That sounds amazing. So hang on. So when yeah. you knock on wood, you should tap in an upwards motion. Is that right? Upwards motion, yep. And that will, oh, that will and give the fairies a bit of a lift. Okay. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So, that, I mean, there's clearly fairy magic at play. And, I mean, we can discount that all we want, but we are talking about a show about dogs that drive cars and talk. <laughs> Is I really do feel like this is an episode for kids. Like, you know, um, Will loves watching fairies and I think it's because of the mayhem and also the fact that the kids kind of seem in control and that the adults sort of are like just as much a part of the game as the kids. We need to give the fairies what they want. Yeah, then they'll leave us alone. What? I'm not rewarding naughty behaviour. I have a feeling that people out in the real world will, yeah, have very strong opinions about who is causing the mayhem and when and how it's all coming about. And I don't think everyone will be convinced it's fairy magic throughout. (laughs) Well, I I can tell you that that my girls loved the reveal of the fair at the end. They they really thought that was excellent because they love all that sort of stuff. And so they thought that seeing the fairy at the end, they're like, Dad, Dad, there was actually a fairy. Yeah, that is a pretty cool reveal, isn't it? And I reckon there's a lot of kids shows like that where at the end the magic is kind of confirmed. And none is bringing to mind a lot of Christmas movies where you've never been sure if Santa's coming or not. But, yeah, that's it. So, yeah, there's there's a... Christmassy kind of, without being a Christmas one, um, there's a Christmassy feel about fairies, I reckon. And I think it's cool that it shows that like, Bandit doesn't see the fairy. So it's, it's yes. sort of yes. that, that view of, um, you know, this is the magical world that the kids live in, which we as adults, you know, sort of we lose the older we get. We, we sort of lose that magic that kids still see in the world. And that might, you know, there might be a representation of that. I'm not. I'm not sure, but that's my takeaway from that sort of end scene anyway. Hey, who set up my dominoes again? (gasps) 
What is it, Bingo? Look. Oh, wow. It's a love heart. Yeah, if anyone's got a heart for seeing fairies, I feel like Bingo's is the biggest in the world. Bingo's the, the sneaky MVP of the show altogether. All I think Bingo is, is the glue that holds the show together. I, I was talking to someone about Bingo today and we were saying that, like, Bingo is probably the the standout character now, even though the show is called Bluey. Yep. Um, most people have really taken Bingo under into their hearts. Like, she seems to be the character that's resonating the most with people. Obviously, the merch for Bingo is selling ridiculously well. More people are relating to the slightly introverted, daydreaming sister, I guess, rather than the more confident and louder Bluey. I also love that Bingo's uh, Bingo can just put on so many different characters. I mean... Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I love the episodes where Bingo puts on the, the character and does the voice, and like uh, where Muffin wouldn't couldn't go wouldn't go to sleep. Oh, sleepover! Yeah, sleepover! Yep. Mm. Sleep yes, yeah, and that that cracks me up every time I watch it. Seeing Bingo, it's a little. What mustache. are we gonna do, babe? Oh, it cracks us up too, babe. Like yeah. <laughs> it's too good. And I, I, I could draw a similarity between. Bingo and The Simpsons in as as much as when The Simpsons first started, Bart was the big character. Everyone loved Bart. And then it sort of drifted more towards Homer, whereas in Bluey, everyone loved Bandit at first. And look, Bandit's mm. a fantastic character. But now you're seeing a bit of a drift to Bingo. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, which probably is a good segue. Do you guys feel like we've covered everything we can cover with this episode? Yeah, I don't really have that much more to add. Do you have anything much more, Gareth? No, just if any of the Ludo people are listening to this episode, that I am available for voice stuff. If it's, I'd, be, I'd make as a good are we all, stat. Gareth. As are we all. Have you got a character? Have you got your car- character already designed in your head? Have you got? Do you I, know I, what sort of dog I, you I, sound like, Gareth? I, I think I'd be I'd be good as Rusty's dad. I mean, I live in the I live in the country. I have a kelpie. Oh, uh, what's your kelpie's name? His name's Banji. He's fifteen years old. Oh, uh, Banji. He's a he's a good old dog, and, um, and we're we're lucky to still have him at this stage in his life. But so, um, Ludo peeps, um, just just uh, hit me up on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> that is very exciting. Possibly. Your next few answers will decide whether that can happen or not because we want to put you through your paces, Gareth. We're yeah, asking sure. all our um, special guests to just rapid-fire vital bluey questions. So I think you may have already answered one, but let's get going. Favourite character? Bingo. <laughs> favourite yeah, episode? Uh, favourite episode? Uh, oh, man, this is like trying to choose my favourite kid. Um, look, camping. Okay. Trickier one, favourite quote? Uh, easy. Um Magical has no children. His days are free and easy. <laughs> yes, free and easy. Um, so we all know what our favourite kids' TV show is nowadays, but back when you were a kid, what was your favourite TV show? Uh, Ninja Turtles. Oh, cool, cool. Um, what do you need to see happen, apart from your own voiceover work, in season two? Uh, look, I would just say more of the same. Yeah. <laughs> and hurry up. Um, yeah. And we've talked a bit about the music in this. Have you got a piece of music you would love to see most um, used as a bluey score and why? Oh, yeah, this one I won't be able to answer rapid fire. Um, uh, no, I, I don't because it would all depend on what the episode was about. And if it That's true, hey. Episode. Joff would never ram music in. That's okay. We have faith. <laughs> yeah. We have faith. 
Oh, that was good. That's the pro. <laughs> um, those are some great answers. Thank you so much, Gareth. I've had, had the best time. It's been great. Um, now, if people are loving the sound of your voice, not confident about hearing you on season two of Bluey, where can they hear you in the meantime? <laughs> okay. So, so the Celtic Punkcast is available anywhere good podcasts are found. You can subscribe on Podbean and iTunes. Oh, it's not iTunes anymore. Apple Music. Um, Apple iTunes, anything like that. Um, or you can also hear a weekly version on blizzardrootsradio.com. And once this episode is out, we'll be um, tagging Gareth and all his uh, fascinating bluey observations um, on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> yes, so at, at Celtic Punkcast on Twitter and uh, facebook.com slash Celtic Punkcast or Celtic Punkcast at gmail.com. You can email me and talk about bluey if you want. That would be awesome. <laughs> Join the conversation. <laughs> so if you want to get in touch with us here at the Bluey Podcast, you can uh, get in touch via Twitter at Bluey Podcast, on Instagram at Bluey Pod. You can find us on Facebook, which is facebook.com slash Bluey Pod or search Gotta Be Done, the Bluey Podcast. And you can email us blueypod at gmail.com. And we are everywhere you get podcasts as well. We'd love your rates and reviews and all those kinds of things. And so much excitement, I think, Mary, for Bluey. It's like New Year's around the corner. Can almost sniff those new apps. It's going to be great. Oh, if if Bluey if New Bluey doesn't drop January one, I'm going to be very disappointed. I think you're <laughs> going to be, be disappointed. Very disappointed yeah. <laughs> no. yeah, hate to break it to you. Oh well. Oh well, the this girl has been great dream. fun. So thank you so much, Gareth. And um, we're looking forward to hearing plenty more um, from you about Bluey and everything else. In the meantime, do you want to take us out? Yeah, well, I mean, it's got to be done. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Let's do this. Crab pots. If they can catch crabs, they can catch fairies.